Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wicked Duct Tape with your host, Russell Ellis. Russ is the author of Duct Tape Won't Fix This, a moving story of raising a chronically ill child and how this affected his family dynamic. Here, Russ gives men permission to recognize and express their emotions. He also discusses ways to confront these situations as a family in a united and cohesive way. Here is your host, Russ Ellis. Good afternoon. This is Russ Ellis, and uh, I'm the host of this show, and I'm also the author of Duct Tape Won't Fix This, A Father's Perspective on Raising a Chronically Ill Child. Uh, Tonight, the topic that I want to talk about is this feeling that I get in me every now and again, and and I've learned to pay attention to my intuition, because this is usually a sign that something big is about to change either within me or somewhere around me. But it's from, you know, doing uh, the things that I need to do that that, uh, I've I've come to learn that this, again, this feeling is uh, pretty pretty intense. And and so I'm kind of excited. I'm scared as well. Because sometimes it's not what I had hoped for. It could get negative. But I've also learned to accept that. So... Um, I am kind of excited about what's going on. Uh, again, the, um, this has been a tough month. My uh, my daughter's had some serious issues in the hospital. She was in for 18 days, and she was in constant pain the whole time. And <clears throat> they finally brought in palliative care people with their repertoire of drugs, and they got it under control, and she slept for one day, and and that helped restore her enough that they released her. And unfortunately, she that was on Friday, and she had to stay in a, in a hotel down in New York to uh, until she got a, uh, her appointment with her uh, surgeon on Monday afternoon. And then they drove home. They got home late last night. And uh, it, it's it's good to see that they're up and functioning, although she is still in a lot of pain. Um, you know, from the surgery, uh, she had a... Uh, skull fused to her spine and the pain that she was having was caused from that but it was in her left ear and her left arm and and anyway um, she appears to have gotten a little bit of sleep and is bouncing back uh, I swear to God this kid is superwoman anyway um, I guess what I need to re um, reestablish here is what, what am I doing this for why am I laying myself out kind of in a bare-ass position that I'm willing to talk about the stuff that I'm trying to talk about. And what I need to remind myself is that I've been down this road now for 37 years, and I've kind of got an idea of what worked and what didn't. And what I'm trying to do in the length and breadth of this whole concept is to just start a conversation with the dads uh, who have a chronically ill child because there are no programs anywhere in the country for us. And you know, say, well, you know, there's one here, well, there's 10. 
Um, there's another one over there, and there's 25 over there. Um, you know, so I mean, there are. I say there are no programs, and when you add up what is available, and you take away, uh, the, the, or you divide that by the 32 million, uh, statistically, it's insignificant and it means nothing. And you know, I don't mean to, to say that there's nothing anywhere, but there is a rule of thumb is that, that it is not readily available. And, and not only is it not available. Uh, it's not safe for men to talk about feelings and, and things that are going on with them. And, and so that's, that's I guess, what I'm trying to, to do is to break down that particular barrier and, and, and put out topics that we could talk about. You know, and we'll start out however, whatever you're comfortable with, you know, and we, we can... You know, we can talk about the Red Sox, or we can talk about the Yankees, or we can talk about whatever you want to talk about just in the beginning to get going so that we get comfortable with each other and that we, you know, the ability to share doesn't happen until trust is established. And and I know that. So that, you know, I, again, I'm I'm not Superman. I'm not... Uh, a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist or a therapist, I'm just a dad, a dad who's been down this road for a very long period of time, and I get what, you know, what needs to happen, and, you know, I've done the therapy, and I've done, you know, all the things that you need to do to try to get a handle on this, you know, I volunteer, a heavy volunteer, I did hospice for eight years, I volunteered working with kids with cancer, um, I, I could only do that for a summer. Um, and then I worked with with uh, families whose uh, helping children four to ten years old, uh, whose parent or grandparent had cancer, trying to help them get a voice in the conversation so that they understood at the level that they could and be a part of it instead of you know go in the corner and just you know they 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 don't do that well they understand that something is going on and it's that everybody in a fit and so that they're. Um, they're just trying to uh, wiggle their way along and, and just looking for some means of uh, you know, inclusion. So, uh, again, this is just something that uh, these are some of the things that I've done, you know, in order to figure out, you know, what's happening with me, all right? Why can't I get a feeling of peace or, or serenity or not be... Um, in a constant frame of frantic dither. Uh, it's just, you know, you, you block it out as best you can for as long as you can, and then all of a sudden, you know, all kinds of things start happening, and, you know, you're, the wheels start falling off, and, uh, you know, you're trying to uh, pretend that everything is cool, and, uh, you know, and uh, <coughs> you're screaming at somebody, you know, and it, and it just happened because milk got spilled or something, you know, and it's like you're you're always on the ragged edge. And, and I'm just, again, I want to set a, a tone that we can talk, you know, and we can talk about anything you want to talk about. And, again, I understand the, the dynamic is that, first of all, we got to talk about, some, you know, build trust. And if I'm, what I'm doing is I'm, is I'm putting out there all of this, um, all of these different programs that have 
a, a topic around it is just to show you that there are topics and, and these are the one, these are what we need to talk about when and if you decide that you know you want to be involved because the longer we go without talking uh, you know you end up the families end up suffering you know and it's the country was built on families and and that's as far as I'm concerned the family is absolutely totally broken all right you got 32 million families with a sick kid and 80 percent divorce rate in those in those families it's 50 50 otherwise and you know what what is that that is, why bother getting married? You know, you live together until you don't want to be living together, and you take your stuff and go. You know, there's it, it, the kids get hurt. All right, it's always the kids that get hurt. They always take responsibility, you know, for mom and dad fighting or for mom and dad breaking up. You know, if I wasn't sick or if I wasn't this or I didn't do that or if I could be better, you know, they wouldn't be doing this. Well, it's not them. All right, and it's us. It needs to stop with us. You know, it's time to plant a foot. It's time to say, you know, it stops here. I will be responsible to fix this, and and then just reach out anywhere you can. If you're if you talk to a priest and you get comfort there, go there. All right, but just talk. That's what we need to do. Or if you you know, going to the bar and sitting with your buddies and talking about sports. That's not talking about your feelings and it's not talking about why you're in a constant state of, of frantic anger and, and angst and, and ready to explode, you know. That's what's killing the families is, you know, you don't know you can't we're guys. We're supposed to fix things and there's nothing we can do when we've got a sick kid. You know? And that's that's the frustrating part, you know. And the wife usually gets, you know, gets stuck uh, with the emotional stuff. So if he's having her own meltdown, and, and rightfully so, and then you step up and you're, you know, you decide you're going to be uh, in charge, and well, you know, think about the friction around that, you know. So again, the family is broken, and this is how we, as as thinking adults, need to come at this and change how we are in the situation. And, and you know, if you if we have an absolute godsend, if, we, if you could talk to your wife, just the fact that you're sharing how you're feeling, that has got to bind you together like duct tape or super glue, all right? Because when you can hold her or she can hold you and, you know, think about that. You know, you don't have to be the tough guy for everything. Yeah, you're going to be tough for some things, but you know what? Let her be tough when she can, you know, and and, and have that flow back and forth. Nobody is, you know, the boss, you know. I mean, it just it's it doesn't work best that way, you know. If there's a hierarchy, okay, you know, me man, you woman, you know, that's bullshit too. You don't need that. What you need is somebody that you can lay your head on her shoulder and not feel ashamed or or. You know, like that, that you're weak or you're you're defective because you're not. Take a look around you. Just open your eyes and look anywhere you look. It doesn't matter. Everybody is is dealing with something. Some guys crawl in a bottle and that's it. That's how they handle it. Some guys do drugs. That's how they handle it. Some guys have an affair. That's how they handle it. But I guarantee you, nine out of ten people that you look at, nine out of ten guys. You're struggling with something. 
you know, we get we don't get to talk about money. We don't get to talk about um, how we feel. We don't get to ask for help. We don't get to, you know, men don't, men don't, men don't. You know, it's like, sweet Jesus, you know, how did we learn all this stuff? You know, that this uh, <clears throat> men don't talk, men don't ask for help. Yeah, hello? <laughs> We learned this by osmosis, that we, we how to fix things that all go bad in the night. Uh, I don't think so. What we need to do is we need to be together and help each other. You know, everybody's looking out for somebody other than themselves, and, and, and I, that didn't even sound right. Um, it's time for us to look out for us is what I'm saying here. And in and, and doing so, when we help each other along, think about the bonds that are, are developed when you can share from your soul and somebody gets it and they don't shame you and they don't think less of you or they don't demean you or they don't put you down or they don't think of you as something that is, you know, that, that there's a huge weakness here and there, you know. I, I agree that in this situation, if somebody shows weakness, there are a, little, a lot of guys out there that will take advantage of you, all right? But you're smart enough to understand when you can speak and when it's safe, you know, not to speak. Or it's unsafe to speak. So, again, this is what we got to learn as we move forward. <clears throat> it's not all, it's not all bad stuff, you know. It's the joy that I've, I, that I've received by belonging to a men's group for 27 years, or to almost 28 now, is that I learned intimacy among men. And that doesn't mean anything other than being able to speak your truth from your heart and have it understood. We're right there on the spot by this group of men. And nobody shames you. Nobody, you know, uh, thinks less of you. And, and I'm, I'm here to tell you, there's eight men that, in this group that I would lay my life on the line for. Just like that. Because I understand him or them, and they understand me, and it's okay to be me, and it's okay to be them. <clears throat> and I make no judgment on how they feel or how I, they don't make any on me and how I feel or how I react to situations because we're all different. What we do is we allow each other to be simple, just like that. But it takes some hard-ass work to get to that, okay, and... What I'm saying to you is the hardest work I've ever done has been working on me. I can fix you. I can tell you how to live your life, and everything's going to be peachy for you, <laughs> or so I think. And uh, that's not how it works either. <laughs> you know, it's it's being accountable to yourself, for yourself, for your actions and your interactions, being able to admit I don't know what to do, and asking for help. Can you imagine if, if what would happen if you did that right now? I can see everybody's eyes rolling and say, this guy is cooked. <laughs> <clears throat> but I'm telling you as as a man that there is a better way, and, and you and I and the 32 million and however many other men are needed to get involved in this, this conversation. I want to change my corner of the world. All right, and I want your help to do it, and I'll offer you my help to change your your corner of the world. <clears throat> because starts, it's got to start somewhere. Somebody has to plan a foot. Somebody has to write this crap all down. 
and, and somebody has to read it and say, oh, I know what that felt like. Oh, yeah, then I can relate to that. I've had people read the book, read my book, who don't have a sick child, but they said, you know, more than half of what I said relates to them as well. So, again, what we have here is we have broken families, all right, from with kids who are sick, and that puts huge stresses on them. But more importantly, a bigger picture even than that is that I think we have a, a crisis in masculinity, all right, because, well, that is my interpretation of what I see when I look around me. <clears throat> and, and, again, I, I, that's bigger than my ability to fix, you know. But I think that if we can get guys talking and, and you know, and, and being open and real and changing their ideas about what is acceptable and what is not, I think we will go a long way toward changing our corner of the world. Again, this is a a, a catchphrase or a, a funny word or or whatever, <clears throat> and I don't mean it to be. But what I'm saying to you is that this is such an important thing, and it's so hard. I'm, I promise you this is the hardest job I've ever had, is trying to break through the existing you know, uh, concepts and, and ideas. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've had multiple days, you know, where I just, you know, that's it, I quit. I can't do this anymore. I'm not strong enough. And then somebody will say, well, you know, uh, um, hey, did you hear what happened to uh, what's-his-name? And I immediately call over and find out, and I'm able to talk to that person in a way that they've never been talked to before because I've been there. I've done it. I understand it. I, I get it. You know, it's part of my fiber, the fiber of my being. I get it. So that, I guess, is what I have to offer is something that is genuine, something that is real, and something that is is comes with no strings, all right? I'm not judging anybody in any way, all right? If it works for you the way it's going, good for you, all right? I wish you nothing but the best. But I don't have time to, to mess with that. i got to move on to the next person who is, is seeking help, you know, and who is seeking answers to questions that, that they don't even know the question yet, okay? So i got to keep talking. i got to get in front of people, and i got to spread the word, and I've got I need your help. Help me get this word out there to other people that they understand there's somebody that gets it, and then maybe we can talk to each other. You know, there's, there's, <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying not to be the expert in this, you know, because that, that's a kind of a, an off-put all by itself. Oh, you think you're special? Well, I do. You know, I, I do. I've lived with this 37 years. My daughter's had cancer six times, and she's had uh, brain surgery or, or whatever, four times, okay? I've been to the edge. I understand the edge. I've, I've walked it, okay? And, and I'm getting calluses on my feet from walking these, you know, the edge of the blade. I know what the hell I'm talking about in regards to this and only this. The rest of it is just a big guess, you know, like everything else. But i got a handle on this, you know, and that's the gift that I'm offering to everyone around me who may or may not need it. But, you know, I, I'm not in competition with you. I don't care how much money you've got, how much how pretty your car is, you know, whatever. That means nothing. Those are things. Those are, they, they're just, you know, um, 
things that we delude ourselves to think that we're we're okay. All right. I don't care how much money you've got. I don't care how much fancy car you got. I don't care, you know, where you go to school. This is all trappings, okay? It doesn't address the core issues of how we are and who we are as men. You know, there are some powerful men out there, and I look forward to talking to them because when we can talk at the level of the intimacy of the soul, I mean, it's it's... There is, there is, I get all tongue tied here, but there is a level. I don't know. It's not. It's it's more than comfort. There's a there's a level of of connection when you can speak your truth and have it heard at the level that you're you're feeling it and know that it's it it is being felt. You're not crazy. You're not alone. You're not you know whatever. <clears throat> I'm telling you that that is a a beginning of healing for your soul. Again, it's 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 slow process. It's you know it's it's check and you know you you reach out you you test the water a little bit you check and make sure that it's safe and then you go back and you just share a little more and then you come back and wait and make sure that it doesn't you know they aren't talking about you behind your back or, or whatever. Once it's rolling, okay, and it. it you know, it, it's going to go like a snowball downhill, okay? Uh, it's going to start out as a golf ball size, a little thing, and it's going to turn into an avalanche. That's what I believe. That's where we're going. That's where we're headed. That's why I'm doing this. I get up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting here in front of this computer, and I'm saying, all right, computer, <laughs> do something. <laughs> Help me get in front of people, and, and I need I need a computer person. I really do. I so don't know computer, nor do I know um, the social network stuff. Um, I really, really need, you know, I've, I've come to understand where I fall short of different things. And these are places that I fall short. You know, I don't understand the computer. I don't get the computer. You know, my eight-year-old granddaughter knows computer better than grandpa. I get it, all right? I'm a dinosaur. So why? You know, I beat myself viciously, you know, because I don't know. Well, if I had the money, I'd plug that hole right up, all right? And I'd stick somebody in, in, in an office, run an office situation for me so that I can keep talking to people and, and get out there in the world and, and put this in front of people who need it. I talk to people all the time. I, I don't care where I am. That's what I do. You know, this is Duct Tape Won't Fix This. This is a book that I wrote. It's on Amazon and Kindle and um, Riverhaven Books. And this is my interpretation of what happened to me as a man, as a father, as a husband. All right? All that's meant to do all right, is to start the thought process happening with others and they say, you know, well, yeah, I, I can understand that. I felt that way. You know, well, let's talk about it. And that's what that's what needs to happen is we need to talk about it. And just conversation, all right? I'm not doctor. You ain't laying on a couch in front of me. I'll fall asleep. But what I'm saying to you is is as friends, as as friends, that's it, friends. Let's just have a conversation. Let's, you know, let's be brave enough to try to make this 
happen in a way that, that everybody wins, okay? If we can talk about it and take the stress off of you, that helps your wife because she's being, she, you can help relieve her stress. You know, this is going to happen in 10 minutes, okay? But it's going to happen over time. And, and you'll be able to have a better idea, a better handle on how to deal with your child, all right? Because that child is, if that child, you have a child that's sick, they need mom and dad. They need them, both of them, all right? They don't need the stress of, of mom and dad fighting. They don't need the stress of just having mom available or just having dad available in certain cases. They need two, all right? They need both both parents so that they're, they can focus on their healing, all right? And, and when your child is in pain, and I'm here to tell you I just lived it again for, for 18 days, my child was in pain, and it's debilitating it takes the focus off of everything that i do it it i, I just come apart all right and in, <clears throat> and in the, in the uh, toughest of moments you know i just i find myself driving down the street and the tears are running down my eyes because i can't fix it all right i can't even be there for her because our relationship is stressed i don't want it to be but it is all right and I'm tired of feeling this way. You know, if I can share my experience with you or someone in the position uh, that we're in, then this is going to happen to be the best thing that ever happened to us. All right? And, and I'm, I'm confident that it's going to become, I'm confident that it's going to become an absolute snowball avalanche, whatever. Um, and I just want you to help me get the word out there. And, and don't be bashful and don't be shy, all right? Just let's let's get this together. Let's help each other. Let's help our families. 32 million, that's 32 million moms, 32 million dads, 32 million kids, and let's say 30, 32 million siblings. That's a quarter or half the country, for God's sake. This is no small deal. So let's work together. Let's get together. Let's let's make it happen. Um, and I, can't, I need you to be to have the courage to step up and say, let's talk. That's all. Let's talk. We can do this, all right? And we can do it through conversation. And I look forward to talking with you. Um, again, I will be in touch again next week. Uh, go to my website uh, right now. Uh, it's on um, Facebook, and it's called The Magic Hat Project. And that's it. They're giving me 10 seconds to close this down. So I will speak with you again next week. Thank you, and keep listening. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Wicked Duct Tape. You may join Russ every Tuesday night from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time right here on the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio Network. Thanks for listening and have a great week.